Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkel, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Missing in action. I, you know, God forbid we see him three weeks in a row. The whale man, Kyle Bozanowski, missing in action once again. Where is Kyle at, anyway? He's, uh, he has a party to attend. Oh, graduation party? Well, like, oh, it's oh, his oh. own party. Oh, it is actually later. his own. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was just for Father's Day. Well, it's, it's, we, they mix a lot of it together. Ah, all right. So, for the background news, we have a family party to go to later today. Happy Father's Day out there to yeah. every single dad listening today. I think it's also Kyle's graduation today. party. It's also Kyle's graduation party. So he's, we like, meant, helping set up for that. We mentioned so. last week how he graduated, right? You know, and if you missed episode 80, you missed uh, that graduation money that, you know, how he's the current I'm Always Right 24-7 champion. Yeah. We give him a little pay raise here. <laughs> that's a slap in the behind and a right? good job. There you go. a job. <laughs> slap in the behind. Uh, lots of stuff to go over today, Mike. Like usual, the first half of the show, it's going to be exclusively wrestling talk. So, if you are not a wrestling fan, I get it. you got two options. You can either hang with us, listen to it, maybe learn a little something-something, maybe get you intrigued, or skip to part two of this week's episode. You know it's going to be around the 20-25 minute mark, and you can jump in where we're going to be talking the new basketball GM for your Detroit Pistons, what the future of that team is going to look like, and we're also going to be talking some Madden 21 action as well. Lots of good stuff to talk uh, about. I know Mike's excited. Look at that beautiful mug of his. He's you, you, you sigh as soon as I say that. It's like kill kill the build, but it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump right in though. Let's talk WWE backlash. We talked about uh, last week. We talked NXT in your house. This week we're talking NXT back or uh, NXT backlash. WWE backlash. Thoughts, let's just start right off the top. Thoughts on the greatest match ever. <laughs> Did it deliver for you at all? I'm interested to hear your take because okay. I have my own take, but yes. I, I want to hear yours first before before I go in. Um, I thought it was actually quite solid. Yeah, um, okay. That's that's about where I'll put it, it's quite solid. <laughs> um, I don't think there are many problems with it. I yeah. think they mm-hmm. definitely benefited from the editing and the... Uh, the weird camera angles. And right, they had, like, the they guy used. in the ring guy and all in that the good ring stuff. And all yeah. stuff. It was kind of interesting to watch. Um, I think the problem I have is I think I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of letting, like, the audience think that it's the best ever right. instead of you telling everyone it is. Yeah. Because I think you set the, like, if you didn't say it's, this. It's, uh, it's unreal expectations because yeah, everybody has exactly. their own greatest match Exactly. Ever. So, yeah. like, when you say this is going to be the greatest match ever, yeah. I'm sitting there going, well, it's not going to be, so now I'm automatically thinking it's this worse than be, what it is. This is going to suck, yeah. I think if you would have just been like, these two are going to have a really good yeah, match. Yeah, we're going to see if Edge can really wrestle yeah, again. Yeah, I think I would have been like, wow, this is just a, a good match. great match. Yeah, right. And it's probably one of the best matches that's put on WWE in a really long time, honestly. Right. But I think that you hyped it so high, I'm like, well, it's not as good as right. what they I think it also got me. hurt, too, is that they had that Intercontinental title final match earlier yeah, in the week, too, where you're like, you're like, man, AJ and Daniel Bryan really tore the house down yeah. for being a, uh, a TV show segment match, and then you've got to put this up there afterwards. It sucks, too, because it's hard to put that, because a lot of the time, when you think greatest matches ever, something else is on the line. There's some stakes involved, yeah. right? It's not just, well, can Edge wrestle? It's, you know, think of Austin and Brent WrestleMania 30. It's a submission match. You had the double turn that came out of it. You you were growing a star. Orton's a 14-time world champion. Edge is a 13-time world champion. Like, you know what I mean? Or when you think of, like, Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair for the world title, those three matches that they had in the late 80s, you're just like, okay, like, those are... It was for the NWA World Championship. It was the most important title in the world. So you had... You had stakes involved with it that make it that much more. Where in this case here, you're just 
watching this match and you go, all right, they're probably going to go out there and put on quite a sh- quite a hell of a show. But at the same time, you're like, so if Orton wins, cool. If Edge wins, cool. Yeah. Now they were planning on going to doing it, doing it again in SummerSlam anyway. Yeah. So what do you, you know I, think, what I mean? I think in terms of being of that proponent though, yeah. of not having anything on the line, just yeah. putting on a match. Yeah. I think it was. It was very good. It was one of the better like. Okay, yeah. we're just gonna put on a match, put on a match. Yeah, this is just a rivalry match. A rivalry There's nothing match. else to yeah. it. Yeah, but in terms of like, you didn't have any stakes, so at that point, mm-hmm. I can't push it past yep. even anything that like New Japan does. Right, I just go their stuff. Everything's for titles, and everything's like mm-hmm. very meaningful. Yeah, where this There's a domino like, effect with everything. Yeah, yeah where right. this one was just just solid. It was a good match. I, like I said, I was surprised. I didn't know if you were going to be super critical of it or not. So I, I honestly thought it was a good match. You know, I would say it teetered on great. You know, I thought that the the finishing couple sequences were nice. Yeah. Um. I think they. Know. I think they did look at all kinds of wrestling and mm-hmm. went, okay, so what do people like now? Right. And I think they really tried to incorporate well, the, with the, like with the false finishes, false finishes, the use of each other's finishers. Finishers. Yeah, yeah. They they did a, a lot of that. Right. And right. I think they I thought, they, the told, I thought they told a really nice story. I think Orton going over, obviously, because they were going to build a SummerSlam. It makes sense, right? Obviously, Edge getting hurt in the process kind of kiboshes that. I do think the one thing, though, I think we will look back on this match and go, this really rejuvenated Randy Orton. Yeah. I think Orton's been the most entertaining he's been in years, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's really that hard of a, of a qualm to make, you know what I mean? Um, uh, thoughts on the rest of the show, though. Uh, the WWE title match, Drew McIntyre retains over Bobby Lashley with some weird interference-y kind of stuff with Lana yeah. at the end there. I don't know how you felt about it. I thought the match was fine. It was what it was. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the fact that it, it, you needed Lana to go in there. I know you're trying to keep Lashley strong. Yeah. I get that. But McIntyre's been hotter than he's ever been. He beat Lesnar easily, mm-hmm. right, at WrestleMania. He had a great match with Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. I just didn't feel like they needed the interference yeah. to, to have McIntyre retain. I agree. I don't think, at this point, I think McIntyre's at the point where mm-hmm. it's just once someone beats him, it's going to be a big thing. Yes. But until, like, he yes. can beat anyone and you don't look weak in a defeat. Yes. Because it's like, and we'll talk about Cole in a little bit, yeah. where I'm like, Cole can, if you lose to Cole, you're like, all right, you lost yeah. to the best. Right, the best guy on the roster. Singles right. NXT guy maybe yep. ever. Yep. So it's like, you're not really taking a loss at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. Um... So, I don't think you need the interference, but I get why they did the interference. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think it's good. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it you know, goes 14 fine. minutes. It is what it, it is. What it is. Um, thoughts on the other world title match on this card, Strowman versus Miz and Morrison. I, we, we talked about it last week. I was super against this match from the get-go. I don't like the fact that they are taking a great tag team. And, honestly, for as much flack as I give the Miz... You know, two good, very good singles individuals yeah. as well, and he just they just get steamrolled in seven minutes to Strowman, and you just go, all right. I didn't expect them to win, but I also didn't want them to be in the situation to begin with. I think they're just kind of biding their time for Bray to come back yeah. and face Strowman. Um, but at the same time, I didn't like the execution of this. I feel like the Universal Title right now means less than ever than it ever has, and I think and that's with. Rock holding it hostage for a year. You know what I mean? Like, Strowman's on TV every month, every week, and I still don't give a crap about what he's doing as champion. Um, thoughts on that match in particular as well. Did, did it do any, it didn't do anything for me. I literally, no. I, I left your house during that match. I, I rewound, watched it back, and I just go, this is such a waste. It, like, you could have just completely cut this out, and the show would be absolutely no different. Yeah, I mean, it was, the, the match was, it's like, fine, but it was anything to... Right home about yeah, right yeah. Home about. It's just, and that, I think that's after outside of 
the Orton match. Mm-hmm. I think most of the show is. Yes, yes. I don't looking really at need the, I'm looking at this card right now, yeah. like Most of it's very forgettable yeah. and not <clears> much <throat> happens. Like Asuka, Nia Jax, we got why that happened because they had the rematch yeah. the following night. Um, Sheamus versus Hardy, that's going to continue on, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, will say, I, will, I will throw a quick nod, though, to the triple threat tag women's match. I thought that match was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bailey and Sasha Banks retaining over Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics. I feel like the women's division, right, well, especially the tags, all of a sudden you're like, wow, you've got like five, six legitimate tag teams. You know, you got a couple in NXT now with Tegan Knox and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. You've got these other three teams. You've got other people that could be possibly in it. Well, and I think Bailey especially has been on fire since uh, the heel turn, you know, yeah. since she won it back from Charlotte. I think she's been phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to when her and Sasha finally break up. And we get another hopefully really good classic match out of that. I mm-hmm. think that's what they're they're building towards is having kind of Bailey having the similar run that Cole is having, where it's like, okay, Bailey's gonna keep retaining until like we get a truly great match where we finally take it off of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which I think is a little bit in stark contrast to what they're doing on Raw in the women's division, where it's like, okay, Asuka's the champ. I'm glad Asuka's champion. But after that, you're like, okay, what is Charlotte gonna challenge her again? We got Naya, we've got like we're we're it's it's kind of lather rinse repeat a little bit, mm. so I'm I'm liking that as well. Um, overall, give me a grade for this show before we move on to NXT AEW talk. Um, I'd give it pretty low. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I'm gonna, gonna give rough. I give it like a D plus. Okay, I was gonna say like D D plus. But yeah. I was like, is that like no, fair? No, I, but I, now I, that I'm like, thinking like I Edge gave... and Orton is the only redeemable match on this card. Yeah, like that's like and, and it went 44 minutes. So like that's the only match though that like I looked at and I go. I'm really excited to see this match. Because I was like, alright, you know, these are two Hall of Fame guys. Everything else on this card, you could have put all this stuff on Raw and SmackDown. And I would have went, okay. And when they did, McIntyre defeated against Lashley and MVP on Raw. Strowman did whatever, right? And, you know, Asuka and Jax happened again. Bailey and Sasha defended the tag titles again this week on NXT. And Andrade is doing his weird thing. It, it is what it is. So it's like, uh, all that stuff we could have seen. On Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, which I agree. That's why I'll give it the same exact yeah. like, I, If I give NXT in your house a C, this is probably a D. Yeah, D right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's a fair, yeah. you know what I mean? We're not giving a total fail, but you're never really going to, you're not going to miss a lot from this. Hopefully, as we get into SummerSlam yeah. time, hopefully I'll, we'll If Edge and Orton was on it, it'd probably be an F. Yeah, well, there's nothing else to redeem it. Like, yeah. you're, like, as much as I love Drew McIntyre, him and Bobby Lashley together, it's like, it's yeah. fine, it's whatever, but... You know, you give me Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going to watch Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, literally every time. There's not even a single time I'm picking the other one. Um, All right, let's shift now from that. Let's go to the Wednesday Night Wars, if we can still call them that. Um, You know, NXT, AEW. I want to start off with NXT because I think they had the bigger news coming out of the week. Um, uh, You're going to have a massive, and I do mean a massive, triple threat match coming this week. Uh, on Wednesday night TV. So if you're not, li- if you haven't listened to this for Wednesday night, I apologize. We're not. We don't can't predict the future. But Keith Lee defending the North American title against both Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. Winner of that match then goes on to face Adam Cole two weeks from now. I think July eighth. Is yeah. that what it was? July eighth. Um, title versus title. Um, I mean, huge implications. Obviously, I texted you as soon as the announcement was made because I was super pumped about this match. Um, Thoughts on this whole double title kind of event that they're trying to push here? The the triple threat match, who do you have winning that? Um, and, and what NXT is trying to do? Because I really think this is going to like... I think they're going to do a, a pretty good number for this next week's show. Uh, yeah, probably. 
Um, I think they're going to try to hit this show hard because Fighter Fest is the first of July, so right. they know they're going to lose that one pretty hard. Right. So of they're going to try they're, to. Like, yeah, that's it, why they gave it a buffer week. They're they're like, to build it. Yeah. So yeah. So then the eighth one they have a chance at too. Exactly. Um, I think the winner of the triple threat match will probably be Keith Lee. Um, <sighs> I also see Balor winning it, but I think Keith Lee will retain because. Why not? So and then I think this whole feud is to get Cole something to do because right yeah. now Cole's kind of taken over everything. Yeah. So Cole probably wins both, mm-hmm. and then from there, Karen Cross is gonna destroy him in like three minutes probably because right. that's kind of the kind of thing he's on. And then I don't know what they're gonna do from there. I kind of I, my only worry is that they kind of book themselves into a slight corner mm-hmm. with this Absolutely. where it's like once. Like, yes, you made the next four weeks. Really, really, like, okay, I'm I'm pumped, but after that, you go, oh, crap, now what? Yeah, now what? Like, they didn't really think, or maybe I'm wrong, but maybe they didn't think that far ahead, and they were like, immediately, we have to beat them at Fighter Fest because we want these ratings. But then it's like, oh, it's almost like AEW was like, we're going to have Fighter Fest here, so we know WWE's going to try to book the crap out of this and, like, mess up (laughs) for the future. It's almost, it's like in a weird spot there. You know, we talked about this off air, too. As much as I am excited for this triple threat, especially, I really hope that Keith Lee does not retain. Nothing against Keith Lee. I just don't, he doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't excite me. Um, I, every time he's defended the title, I think legitimately I've wanted him to lose the title against Damian Priest. I was on that for Gargano, Dijakovic, all of them. I was like, I'd rather the other guy win this match. Um, but you know, I'm hoping Finn comes out of this. I hope that, you know, if there is going to be the guy to knock off Cole, the only reason why I think too, I'm excited for this. I'm hoping that means if Cole does unfortunately drop the championship, then that means the era goes to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I'm assuming Raw because SmackDown's pretty deep at the moment yeah. um, with some of their you know top guys, especially with Riddle not being on the show. Um, but in my in my you know in my mind, I go okay. You take the title off Cole. Now all the era's lost all the titles. They've all won titles, so you can't say they haven't done anything. They ran the roost for a while. Now it's time to get them onto a different show and let's let's get some depth back on Raw. Give yeah. you know give the middle upper card, give the tag team division an injection a little bit. Roddy can work with anybody. Cole's a main eventer as long as they don't do anything stupid. He can easily fit right in right now and be a main event guy. You know, that's my only hope coming out of this is that you wind up getting a little bit of rejuvenation from on the Raw and, and or SmackDown side as well as be able to go, okay, we get these four new guys up. They're all really talented. Let's have them now, you know, let's see if we can sprinkle some of that magic that we had in NXT onto Raw. You know, because I think a lot of times, I think the reason why they've done so well in NXT is because they haven't messed with them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they're just the Undisputed Era. They're a group. They're cohesive. And I think they will do great together if they don't separate them out and they just let them be themselves and do yeah. exactly what they're doing in NXT, right? Just they go out, have great matches, good promo, and we're done. And we're out the door. Nothing nothing else needs to happen. You know what okay. I mean? Um, spe- speaking now of the AEW side... Uh, you know, Cody re- retains the TNT Championship. AEW Tag Titles. Fighter Fest is right around the corner. Uh, looking forward to Fighter Fest, though. I mean, are you are you actively looking forward to this show? I mean, for me, I go. Uh, it is what it is. I kind of feel like it's like an NXT in your house kind of show, where I'm just kind of like it's just kind of there for me. Outside yeah. of the cross match, we kind of figured everything is going to kind of say status quo, and it did. Outside mm-hmm. of you know Io Shirai retain, winning the title, but like I don't. 
we talked about maybe the tag title switching hands from yeah. Cody, or not from Cody, from uh, Hangman and Kenny to, to the best friends, which I'd be totally on board with. But I don't see Brian Cage winning the AEW championship. I don't see a T. I don't see Hager beating Cody for the TNT title yet. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it's going to be a show that's just there. Yeah. How do you feel? Well, here's it's interesting because I, it's out, not the same as in your house. Yeah, because they're technically it's just a weekly TV show. Like, right, right. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not a, a full on. It's yeah, not like right. a whole thing. It's yeah. just it's like their Clash of Champions. Yeah, for, it's like or yeah. or uh, they do like the homecoming show on the first day yep. of the year or whatever. It's yeah. just like an Echo or Bash at the Beach or whatever mm-hmm. they did. It was just like. It's just like a pay-per-view style show mm-hmm. that they're putting on putting TV. On TV. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I'm very excited because I'm like, it's just like, I don't if have If we're going to gonna get good TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. it's, it's just going to be two hours of good TV and I'll have to go out of my way on a Saturday night to right. like watch go it. try to find it and watch it or something. It's just mm-hmm. going to be for free on Wednesday at eight o'clock like it yeah. is every single week. Absolutely. And we're getting three, four title matches out Possibly. of it too right. or whatever. Right. Yep. I don't know how they're going to split the two weeks. I don't know if there's going to be another... If everything's gonna be like, all right, so right. like the world title's here, and then a new challenger is gonna be the next week, or yeah, I don't know, I don't know how, how all that's either. set up right, or right. anything. For but sure, we'll, it's, we'll see that as it kind guess, of flushes yeah. itself out. But it's gonna be, it's. Good. I think the match is like best friends and Hangman, and that's gonna be phenomenal. Gonna be I think phenomenal. If they give them 25, 30 minutes. I think it's good. I think it can really blow the I house. I think you off. get Cody and Hager in the first week. Yeah. Which is going to be solid. I think, then, I think that, and then the tag title should be the main event of that first week. I think and it then is. I think you get the women's match with Sheeta and uh, what's what's the blonde girl's name? Penelope, Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford for the women's title, and right? The and then title. the world title Probably the another event. TNT title, too. Probably. I guess. Yeah, right. Whoever, whoever else. Yeah. But I think I think you, you could set up for two pretty good quality. I would be interested to see. I don't think he'll lose it to Hager, but I'd be interested to see who the opponent is on the second. Yeah, week. right. Where like he just went through a war. Next week comes in, it's like, oh, now here comes Lance Archer again. Or I was going to say Lance like, Archer or Darby Allen or something. Yeah. Like, MJF or whoever one of those people that we think can beat Cody for it. Right. I think it would be interesting to watch that second week, especially now that you know that yeah. the title for title match on NXT is happening. It's like Ooh. okay, we need a little. Yeah, we need something else other than this world title match yeah. to get people. Because like, I think if you're thinking about rating wise, as long as you can win the first hour and a half, because because you're not beating NXT in the, in the last half hour no, not. main event. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a title change in the first hour mm-hmm. or like a predicted title change maybe or something, yeah. you you can maybe win a little bit of that too. Right, so. for sure. You can at least split the audience. You know, my only concern with this, and it's the same thing that we've been talking about, I think now for a couple weeks, is the fact that Moxley as world champion... It's hard to have a babyface as world champion for this long. It really is. Yeah. I know people are like, well, he's been, he's been champ for a little while now. Since what, March? February. February, right, was the show. So it's like, you look at it and just go, man, it's, it, you know, okay, Brian Cage wins one, two, couple matches, you know, he's the new number one contender, but you don't, I don't legitimately feel that Brian Cage has a chance of yeah. winning this match, and I don't think that, that doesn't help things. It's like Brody Lee. Brody Lee's done nothing but beat up Scrubs, and then he gets a world title shot, loses to, to Moxley. Uh, I'm, I'm you know really I mean? secretly hoping that, um, at the first weekend of Fighter Fest, that yeah. Hangman turns, and then he'll, and we get somebody else, and then yeah. you get him and Moxley, and then he that, that now that's I'm excited that I'd be excited for, or yes. Kenny, maybe Kenny does the I mean, maybe Kenny you know, does maybe, the heel maybe, turn or right because like it's like the Shield thing where yeah. one thought Ambrose was going to turn, but it, yeah. Rollins turns, but right? like whoever, yeah, one of I think one of them two from that tag team yes. turn, I think that person's probably going to win the world title because you're going to be in the singles, and both of them are main event singles guys, yes, and then you can get the heel as champion then. Ride. Right, right, and then you could maybe ride 
the other ones and say Hangman turns, you can Kenny can be the challenger yes, riding I just, into it or whatever. For me, I think you have a lot of it's, options. It's just hard because right now, because Moxley hasn't lost, and you're just like, okay, cool. But at the same time, all these quote-unquote bigger guy, bigger stars that you're trying to set him up for, it's like it's all it's like the Hogan syndrome. I was like, okay, we're just going to feed him to Hogan. We're going to build a guy up just to feed him to Hogan. Build yeah. a guy up, feed him to Hogan. I feel like right now that's where they're at with Moxley, where you go, okay, Brody Lee is the new leader of the Dark Order. Awesome. And then he just and then he gets choked out by Moxley in his first real legitimate match yeah. for the title. Brian Cage has he he's had one match right so far. A few, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, okay, great. He's he's managed by Taz. Love that presentation. Cool. But he's gonna if he loses to Moxley, you're like, all right, now what? Yeah. You know what I mean. So I do think you're right. I think that something needs to happen on night one of Fighter Fest to be like, okay, now we're off and rolling yeah. for the next. Pay per view that they have, whatever that, whatever that might be, be. yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, Um, interesting to say the least. Uh, It's it's an interesting time to be a fan for sure. Um, It's it's something to keep an eye out on for sure. It's just one of those things where you're just like, I'm just. I feel like right now we're like in that waiting. Like I I'm 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 anticipating things to happen. You know what I mean? But I'm like waiting to see how they do it. I'm just really hoping I'm not disappointed at the end. It's really like my point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, like, when I look going to some of these big matches, like, this triple threat match, I am so behind anybody besides Keith Lee winning. So if Keith Lee wins, it's like, ugh, all right. You know what I mean? It just, like, it just yeah. takes the wind out of me a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Now, we see a major, t- like, if Brian Cage wins the world title, I'm like, all right, you know, let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily know if I'll be happy about it, but I'll be tuning in to yeah. see what happens, I guess, you know? And that's what they want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just in. go, what the heck just happened? Dang it. All right, next week I'll be there. You know, <laughs> it is what it is for sure. Um, as we get closer to it, we'll probably be talking some New Japan Cup probably as maybe. the, you know, maybe next weekend or the week after, uh, just depending on what happens there. Uh, but after the break, we're talking Pistons, hire new GM. We can talk about that, whether Mike likes to hire or not. Turns out he doesn't really care. We don't know. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking some Madden 21 action as well. We talked about it last year when Madden 20 came out. Obviously, with, with the new trailer dropping last week, we got to talk about that as well. So all that good stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's the Mouth of Michigan, Ramon Dyka. And I know you guys are usually used to hearing me talk about the new I'm Always Right Sports Podcast merchandise or maybe our website, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. I want to remind you to subscribe to our YouTube and uh, where you listen to our, our podcast, obviously, every single week, Mondays at 7 a.m., but... Uh, today I'm not going to talk about that. Today I want to talk about something that actually we're not sponsored by. We're not, you know, they don't even know I'm doing this right now at the moment. But I want to talk about the Sparky Fund. The Sparky Fund is a organization here in the local Metro Detroit area where they are a, a animal rescue. Um, they they find they get animals turned into them all the time. They take care of them, bring them back up to 100, percent and then they usually foster them and uh, hopefully get them into better homes. Um, personally, myself and my wife, the brain Emily, we adopted two cats from them that were bonded together, and they're absolutely a, a an essential part of our family moving forward. Uh, there are several animals out there right now, especially on their Facebook page. That's Sparky Fun, S-P-A-R-K-Y Fund. Uh, look them up on Facebook. Give them a follow. Um, there's plenty of great, great animals out there. They take care of them. They don't let you adopt them until they know they're 100% healthy and ready to be taken home by you. Uh, the adoption fee is like 100 bucks per animal. It's super cheap, super affordable. It's through a great cause. If you're an animal lover, whether it's dogs, cats, whatever the case may be, it's a truly, truly, truly great organization. Um, I will only adopt my pets from there going forward. I adopted my cats like that. I said, like, from now, um, 
it's truly a great organization. So if you have a moment, if you have an opening in your home, if you got a little empty space in your heart to love somebody else, the Sparky Fund is definitely the place to go. Um, that once again, that's the Sparky Fund. You can look them up on Facebook through our, through Wilson's Veterinary Hospital, S P A R K Y. Uh, look them up on Facebook. They are truly, truly, truly great people on there, and I would highly recommend going through them, especially if you're looking for to add a new addition to your family. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. We love each and every one of you. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part eighty or number eighty-two, episode eighty-two of the I'm Only Joy Sports Podcast. The road to one hundred is on. We're so close, Mike. Feels yeah. like we've been doing this forever. It's crazy to think about, but we're on the road to 100. It's getting close, close to our two-year anniversary, which will be obviously a great time. Hopefully, we actually have like live sports. What are you getting emotional over here? Yeah, I can't really lie though. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Is Doctor Will coming back to Big Brother? Did you find that out? Official? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of stuff though. Let's just jump right in here. Um, the Pistons have a new general manager to work under or with, I guess, Mr. Ed Stefanski, the president or advisor of basketball operations. I don't know what the heck his actual title is. But we do have a new general manager, and that man's name is Troy Weaver, is the new general manager of the Detroit Pistons. He is from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, he agreed to a four-year contract um, as of a couple days ago. Um He's the same guy who's responsible, who was part of the same brain trust that evaluated guys like Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. Um, obviously, the Thunder have done a really nice job of being remaining competitive despite losing a Kevin Durant. Um, despite you know they traded Harden away, but they lost Harden. They got rid of Ibaka at one point. Um, they were even. I mean, they're the number of what? Are they number four seed right now in the West? They're the six seed. Six currently. seed. Six seed with 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 an old man Chris Paul and mm-hmm. Stephen Adams building around that. Um, you know, so you look at it and you just go, eh, you know, it is what it is. He's obviously going to be working with, you know, Arn Tellum and uh, Ed Stefanski, like we talked about. Um, he's a guy that they wanted to actually interview a couple years ago, but the Thunder would not allow him to be made available for interviews. Yeah. So um, clearly this is a guy that they really latched on to, somebody that they really thought could is, is a, does a great job of evaluating talent that maybe some people – you know, aren't seeing for whatever reason. Um, I don't think anybody was looking at Russell Westbrook coming out of college and going, that's going to be a dominant point guard. You know what I mean? Um, so looking at this, you know, thoughts on him coming in. Uh, he's a former coach. He's He's been a former scout. He's done a lot of different things. Um, and now he's a new, he, now he's got the keys to the kingdom, quote-unquote, yeah. uh, to the Detroit Pistons rebuild. Yeah, well, when you uh, think of Pistons, especially – like younger like yeah. people like me, yeah. all I see online is, well, you got Luke Kennard, but what you could have gotten was this guy. Yeah, right. And you yeah. see those like memes, or you see that <laughs> right. all over the place. If you yeah. follow anything Detroit Pistons wise, where it's yeah. like, oh, you you had right. Andre Drummond, but you really could have had right this, this guy. guy, right? Or you or, drafted this guy, and you could have had this Kevin guy. Durant yeah, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or what, like whatever the case. Or, Who was it? it was Brent? No, you could have had Kemba Walker, but say drafted yeah, Brandon, Brandon Knight or yeah. something like. You have all of those like different yeah. comparisons every single year. Or Giannis was right there for you, but instead you took. Yeah, this guy. No, this guy or whatever yeah. it is. So hopefully at, at the worst case scenario, uh, hopefully this guy comes in and is able to uh, help fix that problem and be able to help scout better mm-hmm. and maybe pick guys who have more uh, of a chance of being mm-hmm. more successful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think our last couple picks, as in like the Seikus, I actually don't mind Luke Kennard. Yeah, I think he's I think really coming to his own. Christian Wood. I think we've had a lot of guys recently that have been really good. Yeah. So hopefully, if he can keep that up and keep going, maybe he can find the the pin, yeah. the needle in the haystack. Yeah, for and sure. And go, oh, there's the next Giannis Antetokounmpo. Here's right. the next Kawhi Leonard in the right. second round. Well, hopefully, he can find one of those pieces for us to really mm-hmm. help. Take well, this off to another level. I think something that really attracted him as well, uh, that the Pistons were attracted to Weaver in particular, is the fact that Oklahoma City's not a big market. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's hard to get guys. Like, all these guys that we just talked about, even when Durant was there, Paul George, they had to swing trades for these guys or draft them and develop yeah. them rather than you don't see big name free agents going, I'm going to go sign Oklahoma City. It ain't happening. Even when they were good, you weren't getting guys that were like, no, I want to go there. No one's going to the Thunder willingly you know what i yeah. mean like and they have a pretty decent coach in billy donovan you know you know back-to-back national championships in college um i really like the fact that they're getting a guy you know similar to what the red wings did with eisenman where it's like we just need a guy who can evaluate talent and, yes. and can truly evaluate it you know and i think that's something that we're you know we're all looking for in our general managers is really that's your job is how do how do we get out of this funk you know i think the tigers for as much crap as alavila has gotten the past couple years you know uh, Tariq Skubal, Matt Manning, you know, Casey Mize, Alex Fiedo, Riley Green, now uh Tokelson. Yeah, whateverson, right? You look at all those guys and you go, Wow, maybe not 2020, 2021, 2022, we're gonna start seeing the fruits of this build. And I think because the Pistons have officially now kind of embraced that rebuild, um, with Dwayne Casey at the helm, which I think I once again I will stand by this. I think Dwayne Casey is a very good coach. I think he's a guy that is definitely somebody who can take them to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this hire. I really do. Yeah. I think it's I think it's I think it's a guy where they they've gotten away from the coach slash GM Van Gundy thing, right? They're willing to tear it down. They've got a couple guys they can build around Christian Wood, Kennard, Seku, along with a veteran guy like Blake Griffin, who is nearing the end of his contract anyway in the next two years. You're looking at this Troy Pistons team and you go, man, they hit on one, two draft picks. We're right back in the thick of it in the East. You know what I mean? Yep. Maybe not championship contenders yet, but definitely at a point where you can go, it's $30 million of cap space, hopefully a high draft pick, right? Hopefully maybe somebody falls to us that yep. they really fall in love with, and now we're off and running. Yeah, I think you're also going to benefit because I think the teams in the East are not necessarily getting older, but mm-hmm. the guys, like you look at like someone like a Brooklyn Nets, where in like two or three years, yeah, you're going to have KD and Kyrie, but they're going to disband after two years. Mm-hmm. And you look at like Giannis might leave the Bucks, mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. the Sixers, you don't really know what they're on. That could get blown up this offseason. get blown off this right? season where sure. Ben Simmons gets traded or Embiid gets leaves or whatever. Yeah, and so I think outside of maybe Boston, who has a very young core who's very solid, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams in the next two, three there's years. There's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, there's Absolutely. a lot. There's a lot. I would, and tor- I'll add Toronto in there because I think Toronto's, Toronto's, getting, old. Old Toronto's getting old. Toronto's getting old. But you also have Pascal Siakam and stuff that's really right. going to be right, right. centerpieces. Mm-hmm. I think them and Boston are going to be the two strong teams, right? For sure. And, and if Giannis stays, obviously. Right. But I think I think you can have a legit shot at being one of those yeah. top six teams right. going the forward. East, if if it, yeah, right. exactly. And unfortunately, we didn't really get to see the vision that Stefanski and uh, Dwayne Casey had this year because Blake was hurt pretty much immediately. Yeah. You didn't get to see Reggie back, so Reggie's gone, right? You didn't get to see what this... Because uh, we talked about it. I actually liked this team going into the season. I didn't think they were like yeah. a Nash, uh, a, a, an NBA think, championship, I, but I, I was like, they, they could definitely make a playoff. You know I, what I mean? That's what I mean. I think, yeah. I think I was at the point, too, where I was like, I like the team makeup 
uh, yeah. enough. Right. And I was like, they could probably make a seven or eight seed. Right. But at that point, I'm like, you but that's well just, your ceiling, yeah. though. Yeah, exactly. And if that's going to be your ceiling as a seven or eight, then you're, you might you're as well purgatory. just tear it down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I was, I was okay getting rid of everything, and mm-hmm. I was like, I like the vision of this season, but right. at the same time, I was like, yeah, but... Yes. You're not really yes. going to get much higher. No, and with, I, I think with this higher, I think you do have potential being a mm-hmm, number mm-hmm, five, mm-hmm. number four. If yep. Everything and really, works out and right. really putting together a team of young core guys, right? I think how this, how his, and I know it's weird to say he's been on the job for 72 hours, but like, you know, with the amount, they've never had this much cap space in a long time. It's been years since they've had this amount of cap space. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, if they can re sign Christian Wood. Right, which is I think is probably going to be their number one priority. Right, yeah, you got Derrick Rose still here for another year. I think they need to get another point guard for sure to help kind of lead this transition over. Um, I think they like Bruce Brown. I think they like Sekou. Kennard is still here. They have pieces that are young enough to really start to grow and flourish. Um, this thirty million dollars in cap, however they decide to allocate it, whether they save it, the next two off seasons are going to be massive for this team because when you look at it and you go, the last time they had this kind of money, they went and spent it on uh, Gordon and Charlie Villanueva, and that was an epic disaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just go, what the hell? Well, is this I think happen? I think you're on a on a good trajectory where say this off season, if you can get lucky and land the ball brother, is right. it Lamelo yeah, or Leandro? La- one of the two. Lamello, I, think I think Lamelo is yeah, going into yeah. the draft. I yeah, Leandro is the middle one in yeah. between uh, Lonzo oh, and, and Lamelo. Yeah. So Lamelo's coming out. If somehow you can pull maybe like a Lamelo or like something, four or five, like four or five, that would yeah. be awesome. But then you're really going to you can develop all of next year. You get yes. all these guys playing time, yes. and then the 2021 free agency is it's when stacked. everyone's getting dropped in. And with 30 million dollars in cap, you plus really, more probably, maybe more. You all, you could just go. We just need that one guy. Like yeah, if you could, before, if you could land that one big fish that, to be like Jimmy Butler yes. or that like solid piece yes. there to go. He knows how to win, and yeah. he's going to bring everybody else to up him, to right? him. And then you have that with a developed Christian Wood and Seku Dimboya and Luke mm-hmm. Kennard on the corner. I think you can have a really solid team, optimistically looking, right. in like two years. Yeah, for sure. Years. And I think that's you know, what I mean, it's it's allocating the money correctly and not overpaying for you know what I mean, like. Everyone was like, why do they get rid of Drummond for peanuts? This is why. This is why right now. Because instead of that $18, $20 million player option, he's probably going to take in Cleveland. Now it's like, hey, we don't got to deal with that anymore. Brandon Knight's gone. All these other scrubs that they they traded for, they're all gone. They all knew why they were coming to Detroit. It wasn't to win. It was to play basketball until the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So... You've got all these things going. I think Blake Griffin can still be effective for the next couple of years, right? It is what it is. I think I think Blake Griffin needs to be a two or three. Yes, but if yes. he's a two or three, I'm okay with him. Yeah, being a two absolutely. Or three. You know, I, I I really 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 like, and I'm appreciative of the fact that it's kind of similar to the Red Wings, where like Eisman just went, "We're gonna be bad," so yeah. just accept that we're gonna be bad and hope that this will be worth it in the end. Yeah. I'm, they finally made the decision yeah. to do it. And you let's, know what I mean? let's not like I'm not like the Pistons are not like unwatchable bad. No, they're bad. No, but they're not like oh, I can't. There's things it. redeemed, but yeah. you, because I think that you they have see the young core that people there. you're like man, Seiki was 19. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, sure was I'm like 26 years older than him. Yeah. Like that's crazy, you know. So when you look at it and you go, all right, Kennard wasn't healthy, Blake wasn't healthy, um, Drummond was, you know, was was what he was, I guess. You know, yeah. Reggie wasn't healthy. You you had a lot of pieces where you're like we're counting on these are all contributing guys you know like that's that's 60 points of, of basketball we're missing off of our team now you know what i mean yeah. you know derrick rose was a godsend you know because it's like holy crap you know like yeah, he, he, yeah he's never we never we haven't seen this derrick rose in years so with that being said 
I think they just need to be smart and be calculated. And I think a fan base, I don't know if I speak for everybody, but for me, even say say Giannis is a free agent two, in two years from now, right? And they try to land Giannis. Knowing full well, they're not going to land Giannis. But I can appreciate the fact that they put themselves in a position to go, hey, we got max contract money. We'll mm-hmm. give you we'll give you the house to come here. And even if he turns him down to go to Golden State or wherever, at least I know that my team had the ability to sign him. Mm-hmm. To had the, had the financial flexibility and a team that was theoretically built to be ready for a guy to go. Maybe yeah. you know what I mean, and I think that's all you can ask for out of the next couple seasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, I really feel like we're in a about to start the Rick Carlisle era all over again. Good solid coach, starting to build this team back up to get to a contender. Maybe doing cases got to take us all the way. I don't know, but I, I think I think my worry is yeah. the second you get the team that you think. Right. Can win the title. They better, I, don't, they, I, know. I don't know if Casey's the guy that's going to get you all the way there. Maybe not. And maybe that's what I say Rick Carlisle. Because Rick Carlisle was the guy that's like, you had all these pieces. Yeah. And it, he just, for whatever reason, you couldn't get over the hump. You could bring Larry Brown in, and yeah, now he's that's the guy. I think, I think we're Dwayne Casey's great developing, but you saw in Toronto right. where they could be a one seed with DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Gasol. You have all these pieces there. And it's like, but you just can't get over that hump. Right. Especially if Giannis is going to be in the East. It's going to take a, a, a great coaching effort to really yes. get this team over the hump. Absolutely, if that is eventually what's going to be, and yeah, so for sure, I think I don't know if he's going to be the guy to get us over there. Yeah, right. You know, at the same, like I said, right now I'm looking at it and I go, he's going to develop the guys. He's not going yeah. anywhere. No, I'm like right now, the next yeah. two years, perfectly fine with right. what he's got going for exactly. us. Exactly, um, and he might even be sound enough to get us into a semis if we're right. good enough mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like. When you're going up against like the Giannis's and stuff, or who, or the Jason Tatum's in two or three years, I'm yep. like, those yep. are gonna That's be guys guy. where you're gonna need yep. a coach to really help yep. For sure. get the game plan to go over. Absolutely, the top. you know what I mean. But I like where this team is at. I know it's hard to see through it right now, but if you have any sort of hope that some of yeah. the stuff that you'd see flashes, like Seku his debut, right? He goes yeah. for a double double, and you're like. Okay, you know, you see Kennard, the the offensive ability that we were hoping to see right away. We're finally starting to see it. I don't want to see another Henry Ellenson pick. That's that's my thing. That's you know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping that yeah. he comes in. So and is able getting... to understand, like, no, no, this guy's got, like, a low floor and a low ceiling. No, we need a guy that's like, no, he, his ceiling is here. He only may be here, but he can get to here. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping that you're yes. going to get with him as with the Weaver, GM right. is... Yeah. Maybe pulling that Giannis or pulling that Russell Westbrook out yep. of the crop of guys. Yes. Instead of pulling the oh we got Brandon Knight instead of Kemba Walker. Yeah. A lot more exactly. Of the yeah, we didn't get Devin. Yeah, we we didn't get uh, we didn't get Devin Booker. We right. got right Luke Kennard. Right. Yeah. Instead yeah. of Donovan Mitchell or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you just you got to have some faith in it. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna judge this guy and tell him he's dead man walking already because, like I said, I like what they've done so far. They, yes. They've never been in a better financial situation than they have been in the past five years. They don't have a gross ass hanging contract over. You know, like I, we if we don't ever have another Josh Smith type of situation, I think we'll all be pretty freaking pleased. Yes. You know what I mean? So these kinds of things where you just go, okay, let's. Let's let's look through the vision here. We're trying to get younger. They know their window is not now anyway. This is the LA times for the for the next couple seasons. Let's appreciate the fact that we're going to see a young basketball team hopefully get built here in the Motor City to where we have a five, six, seven year window where we're legitimate contenders. That's that's really the goal of the whole thing. Um, 
So it's extremely exciting for sure. That's probably the biggest news going on in Detroit right now. I, you know I mean, I don't think anybody else is talking about it. until the Lions start up again or we get basketball yeah. starting. Well, up, the problem know. if you're going to talk Detroit Central, yeah. no Detroit team is going anyway, unless like unless the Tigers, unless the Tigers yeah, start, the Tigers start, up. start right. up before that. But until the NFL season starts, there's no Detroit sports that will no, be playing. No, no. Yeah, honestly, that's the okay. Fall. That's okay. We only need so much heartbreak at one point in time. <laughs> But, uh, all right, let's shift our focus here. Last topic of the day today. Let's talk some Madden NFL footyballs. Okay. Uh, Madden 21 dropping Lamar Jackson, the cover athlete. Yes. Um, Will he get the Madden curse? I don't know. Who was the guy last year? Mahomes. Mahomes was? No, oh, that didn't work out so well. Don't do that. Um, but <laughs> uh, maybe it's like the reverse now. Everyone's clamoring to be the Madden cover guy because, like, maybe. if Baltimore wins the Super Bowl or something, yeah, maybe. it'll be crazy. Yeah, um, a good chance. Kelvin definitely broke that, by the way. He's the guy who, like, broke the Madden curse. Because he had a pretty good year yeah. there. Well, it was funny because he broke it, but then everyone after him all the way up until Mahomes yeah. has had bad years after that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but nonetheless, right, Madden 21 dropping. Uh, both, you know, even, you know, Kyle, who's not here today, you know, we he all plays, play. He dabbles in it Yeah, we, we all dabble a little bit, you know. He's more into the mutt stuff than I think either yeah. one of us. Well, are. me and him on opening week, we go pretty hard into the mutt stuff. Yeah. And then we play for like four months and then we usually go into regs right, right. after that. Right, yeah. See, I, I tried, but I just don't have the time yeah. like or the bandwidth, quite frankly, to do it. But nonetheless, it's still, you know, it, it's the best football game out there. It's the only football game out there right it's, now, it's quite frankly. Um, but your thoughts, you know, we saw the trailer, you know, this new running AI adaptability thing. I've heard some stuff now about how when you're playing, uh, like, the computer now, I believe, uh, the computer is able to catch your tendencies better. And it's nice. able to understand that and go, okay, you run four, on third and 15, you run this, you know, gun bunch, four verticals yes. every play kind of thing. So we're going to be prepared for that. Um, your thoughts on some of the improvements that they made. We haven't seen a ton of gameplay yet, obviously. Yes. This is very preliminary talks. We know when it's dropping, obviously, we'll obviously get it as soon as it's available um, for the pre-order and what have you. But It's the 13th or the 5th? Of what? Of August. August, right? August 5th, That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's like the first weekend or two. In yeah. Um, but your thoughts on, on the new Madden, you know, uh, X Factor's obviously still a thing. We saw that. Yeah, in they're the adding a few play. more. Yeah, which will be nice, yeah. right? Um, you know, I wish the X Factor's would be a little more balanced across yes. the teams. I will say so. They're adding, um, in addition to the running controls yeah. of being able to shift. And I think you're, you're going to be able to use the analog stick to do the moves instead of pressing like like usually y, or like Y for stiff arm yeah or, like circle or, or spin circle, or depending on what console you play yeah on, yeah right. triangle or, or Y Y yeah. it would be stiff arm or yeah. whatever you're gonna be able to use moves on the uh, analog stick mm. not the, the left stick's obviously the one you move with the right <laughs> stick the analog stick right. is the one that instead you're of be able just to, juking you can you be can, like you, swinging you around can, that's a spin or yeah whatever, or whatever. Right. so you're gonna have that on defense they're gonna have more um, instead of just clicking a button to try to win a battle you can use the stick move. And oh, you can like okay. so if you're so either engaged, one, you know. So here's well, they had like a little press conference with it. Yeah. So basically, the defense end, if so, they can, you have like four moves. Right. It's like the spin, right. spin, the juke, power shift, rush, or whatever. whatever. Right, right. But the offense alignment. Once you start doing a move, yeah. if you do it multiple times in a row, they actually like know okay right. that's coming. Yeah. So they start blocking it better. Because uh, like I think this the year problem, right now you just get the you like you only have one option. It's like it's either going to be a finesse or a power yeah, move. I think I think and so they're editing that because I think they're trying to nerf. 
the defense ends because I think what it is right, right, like, right now it's like JJ Watt saying right. just kind of like blows by the guy every single time with the same move. Now he's not especially gonna be able if it's an X factor. Yeah. Like Demarcus Lawrence ruins me. Yeah. Now now you can't just blow by with the same move because mm-hmm. then the offensive lineman might take another step out right. and try to stop the right. swim moves and now he's got spin inside or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. which is gonna make it a little more uh, entertaining in that aspect. Yeah, for I guess. sure. Uh, face of the franchise is getting a lift. You're going to be able to play um, a couple games in high school, and you're playing two years of Final Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so you're cool. gonna you get to, so you play like two. Or it's three not games. the same. It's not the continuation of the Devin guy, right? It's just no. Like it's what thing. it was last okay, year. It's okay. like you create your own guy okay, or whatever. Okay, so sure. what it's going to be is you you play in high school for right. like two or three games. Mm-hmm. Depending on what how good you do in the high school games, you're going to have choices between like top D1 schools and, like, middle D1 schools. Gotcha. So if you throw for, like, 500 yards and five touchdowns, you're going to have, like, Alabama, and Clemson, Oklahoma, and right. Clemson. Right. If, you're, if you're, like, good but not great or whatever, you, go to, you go to, like, Wisconsin <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Or whatever the case yeah. may be. Right. And then you're going to go to the Final Four and have two years of Final Four to try to go win at. Oh, okay. Your junior and senior year, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be then at that point. Okay. And okay. then you're going to go to the NFL and do your journey there. So they're adding a little bit more mm-hmm. to face uh, as a face of the franchise or a story mode. Right. Yeah. Um, and nothing has been bad. nothing's been announced with franchise mode yet. I don't I'm assuming until the PS5 comes out, they won't do much with any of the other modes. No. Or the graphics. No. I think KOMO will be out of beta probably. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll just beta, be a mo- it'll, yeah. be, it'll just be another mode that's right. not in the game. It won't be beta or whatever. Yes. yes. Uh, but I don't think you're going to see any kind of enhanced gameplay or anything added. Specifically yeah, I don't, to yeah, the game. I, yeah, I don't think when you look at these two games side by side, I don't think you're going to see a ton of like, wow, the graphics are just yeah. holy, you know, like, wow, yeah, you're, these are Yeah, way you different. only see a little bit of... Yeah, it, it'll just be new because it's going to look refreshed. You know what I mean? Like every year. New rosters. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay, now, you know, the I, Lions have Deron Harmon. Yeah. Cool, you know, or... Yeah, what I would want to see is a more complex franchise mode, yes, which I think they tried too. to do last year with adding, like, scenarios like... Oh, your guy's hurt. Your guy's angry. He wants a trade. And yeah, stuff. right. Exactly. Think, or this guy's been killing it because he had three sacks this game. Can you get his superstar development trade? Yeah, Those or whatever. So yes. you you have that in franchise. Well, I think they're going to either keep that or expand upon it. But I wouldn't expect to see that until you get the PS5 version. Yes. Maybe you'll get or Xbox different. or Xbox whatever. One or what Xbox X, X series or yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, I, I, the, one thing is, I do wish that they would put in there, and it's something I missed from the 2K days. Is I just want to be able to create a team, like. Not like not much like just I just want to be able to like instead of having to move the team and do all this other stuff like I just want to be able to create a team and like import them into the league right oh. like even if it's like random people like they're just auto like they're not actual real players yeah. just be able to like like the NBA like NBA two K does right where you can create your logo yeah, and create yeah. everything and just put like hey. Here you go. I think, you I think the I mean? NFL, or be an expansion team. I, I was just saying, I think the NFL system. I think unless you're able to delete a team and add them in, that's fine. I think because I think <laughs> I think the scheduling. Is yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah, if you sure. added a fifth team to the NFC North, right. then it's like how are you going to get all those schedules? Right. Right. Working? Yeah. No, so you'd have yeah. to delete like the Bears or whatever. That's fine, and I'm okay with taking a team out even. Take yeah. Jacksonville. See you. Goodbye. Whatever. Whatever the case may yeah, be, but like I do wish that would be just one other thing. I think that. For people like, because I don't, I play online some, but I don't play online like all the time necessarily. Yeah. Like, I like just building a franchise. I like drafting. I like doing those kinds yeah. of things. So it's like it's fun just to be able to like, just like this is my own separate little world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I have my own guys. I have my own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, this is just a brand new expansion team kind of mm-hmm. thing. So just just something else I would wish that they would maybe get more creative with. You know, a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, I think you know, I, you know, we'll obviously have the game for sure. I'm sure a lot of you guys who are listening to the show right now will also probably buy the game opening week or weekend or whenever you are. You know, time is allotted for you. But you know, I do. I'm just. I'm just gonna. I'm the only thing I'm nervous about is I just hope that the nerf game or the game the run game has been nerfed out just a little bit because right now it's just like. There's just I mean, every massive year, yeah, every, assholes. Every I mean, year it's... It's either what, passing ago, or it's running. Yeah, it's two one, years yeah. ago it was a killer. Like You had no zone defense. I know yeah. it was all passing. Last year it was all man defense. And you could it was like right. more 50-50. Right. This year it's run. Like It's kind of it's hard to nerf both sides. Like Because yeah. the second you nerf running, like, okay, we're going to make everyone smarter on the offensive line or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, but the passing game is just going to open wide open mm-hmm. then. It's, it's hard to nerf both at the same time yeah, and yeah. keep them equal. I'm hoping that the... I know some people complained about the AI thing changing, right? What's like, well, is this going to happen in regs too? Like, if we're playing online against each other and, like, my computer is just destroying you and I'm not even doing anything, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people in the Madden community go, if I'm playing online against somebody... I almost should never be able to get intercepted by the computer. It almost has to be a user, which I don't necessarily agree with. But at the same time, I do understand their point of like, I don't want to. I'm already competing against you, and you're yeah. doing stuff that the computer wouldn't normally. Now I also have computer compete against the computer. I, that's I also, just, if I had my way, I just want the computers to be a little smarter. Yeah, I just stuff. yeah, I just like, wish there wasn't. I just wish there wasn't things where like I almost glitched out. The yeah, computer. well, no, not even that, but like. And to get into very deep man talk yeah. for a second here, I guess, when you have double crossing routes right. and you're in man defense, I feel like the smart thing would do is, hey, switch off and then yeah. like have both linebackers just right. yeah, run just the take same. Their own Instead of just running the into whole each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then it's like in Madden, like, you can't control both. Right. So like the one guy is just going to continue yeah. following and his. You never so will have enough time to make enough. The normal Madden users, some people yeah. who are like crazy, the professionals. Yeah. But, but there's the a, amount of adjustments that have to be made on an individual play to, to combat that like okay i gotta put this safety on this man over here then this safety yeah. on this man and they have to you have to anticipate that's what they're gonna do and while all the while while you're shifting they're just running straight down the field yeah you know what i mean so it's like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't yeah and i just wish that ai's would be a little smart in sense it's like i hope like yeah okay like they're crossing it's like okay stay there we're still in man but right. just take the man that's yeah. crossing next right. to you you went into my zone so now you're mine yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, a, it's a little it's bit a, of a both it's, it's a, a hybrid for whatever, sure for sure it's gonna be like, interesting just make them smarter yeah <laughs> just help brother out every once in a while is really what we're asking for but it's gonna be interesting for sure i'm excited for it um it'll be a fun it's always nice just to see updated rosters it always just makes you feel excited you're like ah oh, man this is what the teams could possibly look like and then you realize well the lions are still slow yeah. that's great they're still 5 11 <laughs> and they still only are sure. 89 speed so they can't get any separation yeah, exactly which oh. is pretty much real life but it's fine yeah i wish they would just make like the stafford better because like because he fits those balls in the like you still second his best throw power is like 99 second best quarterback in the league before he got hurt last year and yet you know he's yeah. 79 overall and like Okay, it's fine. Because you miss half the year, it's fine. Yeah, I, I just, it just irks me, though. I'm just like, son of a... It's like... It, it's whatever. It's fine. Whatever. I'm frank. I angry about it. Nonetheless, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, uh, we'll be back. I don't know what the heck we're going to be talking about, quite frankly. It's going to be an interesting week. Hopefully something happens. Hopefully we get some confirmation on the baseball front. Hopefully to know whether or not we have baseball or not this year. Um, we'll be talking a lot of other different stuff, for sure. As always, you know, it'll have to just be a surprise, but... That's going to be it for this week's show. For the Missing Whale Man, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.